And welcome back, everybody, to the For Film Sake Podcast. My name is Brian Archija, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we are going to be talking about strong female leads yeah. in television and film. For the ladies. For the ladies. <laughs> My microphone stand is doing weird shit. There you go. Fixed it. <laughs> I, I may, like, break out into songs that have the word girl in it at any point within this podcast, so just prepare yourself for that. I hope one of them is a new girl theme song. It may, it may be. It may, you know, maybe. It might have some girls out. just want to have fun. You know, I mean, there's, there's plenty of things that could happen today. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all about women. Oh, man. So th- this episode is going to be fun. I love strong female leads. Yes. They're probably my favorite thing in the film and great. cinema when they're done correctly yes. and absolutely lovely. Yes. Uh, but uh let's do the ketchup and the mustard and, or the, the condiments, condiments, all condiments when's that yeah. joke gonna get old to me i, I guess neither <laughs> N- neither one of us will ever get old for yeah. neither one of us <laughs> just never what have you been up to man i feel like i haven't seen you in like actually like a week like yeah. we saw each other really frequently mm-hmm. for two weeks and then we just, just went like, like drop off it's just <laughs> yeah. enough for yeah. a week and a half let's <laughs> yeah we had um i guess we we talked about our christmas and our um and our thanksgiving right and i was just talking to you downstairs about how much food it is there's man an obscene amount of food we um there's a tradition i don't know if y'all have this um a tradition within uh, black families um mm-hmm. every new year's we have to have this meal of uh greens collard greens and um and black eyed peas oh really and it's and it's supposed to uh, the green is supposed to be for um prosperity within money you know for the new year and the black eyed peas are supposed to bring in good luck they're supposed oh. to eat yeah and it's every single year black families you have to do that but um but last year 2016 um apparently my girlfriend's mother didn't think that it worked. The meal worked for us because 2016 wasn't that great <laughs> as far as she was concerned. So for the green, she just added like more parsley into the food. Yeah. And instead of cooking black eyed peas, we just listened to the black eyed peas as we ate our food. <laughs> it was. That's how traditions change over time. Yes. Like 20 years from now, like the kids of your kid, like someone's kids. Yeah. Like two generations from now are going to be sitting listening to black eyed peas eating yep. parsley. Yep. Going like, how did this happen? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> gotta get that. <laughs> like, when he was like, yeah, gotta get that, that, that. And it's like, what the hell? <laughs> that's, that's what it's come to. So hopefully the Black Eyed Peas are going to bring us uh, luck and prosperity in 2017. I hope so, too. <laughs> now that they, the, the Fergie left, I think. She's not in the band yeah, anymore. I don't, I don't think any of them are. Yeah, I mean, really? there, there were only two of them that were important. You got a Will I Am, uh, the main guy, and Fergie. Right. Then you got the guy Apple D. App. Apple nobody D- cares. Is that the long hair guy? Yeah, yeah. Apple D- Apple. And then there's one other guy that nobody. I don't even think he knows his name in the group. Like I don't. I don't know if he was given one actually. It's like I'm, I'm the guy in the black eyed peas. Yeah. That's all you need to know. I don't think I'm the is. guy that you ignore in the music video. Mm-hmm. That's that's, who that's I am. me. <laughs> no, but uh, besides, I went to uh, I went uptown. I found a new pizza joint. Uh, What's the name? A uh, peculiar pizza. Oh, never mind. It's a, it's an uptown joint. It's all you want for ten dollars. Really? Ten dollars. And I thought it was a joke. I like thought it was a on joke. Toppings or the on toppings. Of pizza? On oh, toppings. On toppings. As nice. many toppings. And I'm a cheese freak. Yeah. You know. So so I went there and they it's a thin crust uh, pizza. So mm-hmm. they already have the, the crust out there. And that's how they're saving their money on that that right. the crust. Honestly, but um, you go there <laughs> like seriously. Uh, you can just, have anything you want, but you get a tiny little tiny crust. little crust on bread. But um, <laughs> but you get there and then um, it's kind of like a chipotle to where have the, all the food just uh, sitting out there. Right. And I'm telling the guy, I'm like, yeah, I'll first um, give me the, um, what did they have? Like a pesto base, which I love. You can't find that at like Papa John's or Pizza Hut, like a pesto base. And they put, um, what was it? He's starting to put the cheese on there. And I'm like, no, 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 more cheese, more cheese. So he put more cheese on there. And I'm like, okay, um, how do I do this? More cheese than should go on an actual pizza. So however much you think is too much, put a little more on there after that. (laughs) It's like Ron Swanson. Yeah. (laughs) 
I want all the eggs and, and bacon that you have. What I am afraid that you heard is I want a lot of bacon and eggs. Mm-mm. I want all, all your eggs. All <laughs> the bacon and eggs that you have. Yeah. So, I mean, it, um, it, it's, it's, it was really good, and um, I got so many toppings on it. But in the end, I ended up paying $15 for the pizza. Right. Because it's like a... Um, is that one slice or a pie? It's a whole pie. Oh, nice. And it's nice size. But it's a, it's, it's a local business, and the owner is always there. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about, like how much I'm really taking from, from them for $10 and like it is a deal but you're going to get the people that are going to take advantage of it like yeah. way past that and that's kind of what I did you know, I mean, so I like, here's, here's the thing yeah. he's offering it he is offering it so it's kind of like I mean <laughs> you give me unlimited toppings for 10 bucks I'm yes. going to take unlimited toppings oh I did, <laughs> I did. I, <laughs> was that in, was that in uh, New Year's Day yeah yeah New Year's you uh, know New how I know that oh. I was on New Year's Day I went to the city as well mm-hmm. and Facebook said Chris Lucky nearby really and i was like oh chris luck is in the city that thing freaks me out that yeah. happened yesterday on, on facebook and notified me that somebody was in within half a mile of my location and i was like <laughs> hold on so do they know that i'm here and now that confirmed it Whoa. yeah they absolutely do wow uh, I, I was like oh i was gonna text you but i was with family yeah. so i figured it, it'll be fun oh i was so drunk and went mad yeah. i was smashed bro. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was your new year's it was uh, it was pretty good. I went to the city with uh, my friend Louise and Stephanie. Nice. And we just hung out. I had a funnel cake. Yeah. Took some pictures. I've been getting a little better at photography now. I seen a picture of uh, Louise that you took. Yeah. With a um, was it, like Amsterdam or New Zealand? New Zealand. Yeah. New Zealand. Hat. That was pretty dope. Yeah, that was pretty nice. Uh, yeah. She said profile picture now, which is probably why you saw it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just I was kind of been getting into photography mm-hmm. a little bit more, just yeah. liking the idea of it. Uh, and I'm alone in the house now. Yeah. So a lot of my time is just like obsessing over stupid things. Mm. So I have like 50 ideas now. Okay. That I just, I have to like sift through. Yep. yep. And just sit in a corner, like obsessively thinking. Yeah. For like two hours. I'm writing an essay about film. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm working on podcast stuff. Yeah. And like all of that shit. Mm-hmm. And like after New Year's, I just kind of sat down because... Now my holidays were full of family, and then there was no family. Yeah, just gone. Absolutely. And everyone's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and so I take that time, and I'm on my laptop, just chilling, drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. I wrote an argument, a argumentative essay about the rise of the awkward hero in film. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And uh, I'm, I, I, it's still in the works. I got to structure it, but that's gonna happen. And I really enjoyed it. And that's all that I've been doing. Mm-hmm. I've just been thinking about the feature script that I wrote over the holidays, and like. I got a couple of other like stuff that I want to work on as a pilot, or, yeah. and so I I just been obsessing over stuff that I'm doing. Oh yeah, is is it um is it like superhero or just the the hero? No, just the hero. Oh the, nice, like hero in terms of protagonist. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. So like, and there's a lot of fucking movies, man. Yeah, the nice guy is such a seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I and the I'm putting. I'm calling it the awkward hero, but I mean the unusual protagonist. I mean, really. yeah, they, they um, uh, history of cinema. Thankfully, uh, Dan Kava, shout mm-hmm. out to you. Yeah. Um, we started to see that change with um, with Marlon Brando, and it was called a natural uh, type of style that right. these guys were doing. But unfortunately, it went away in the '80s when we got to the big blockbuster type movies. We got Schwarzenegger and yeah. Stallone, yeah. and that's another thing that I'm doing. I've been reading up on generational trends in mm-hmm. film, yeah. and uh, I th- noticing like the '80s, what the '80s were, mm-hmm. and then seeing the rise of that hero happen. And yeah. Knowing what the nineties were and seeing the, the rise of the that every, hero, happen. the everyman and uh, Bruce right. Willis, yeah, changing again. The eighties yeah. were kind of like testosterone. I'm a man. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And then the nineties were like, eh. I mean, I'm stuck here in like in a building on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. I guess I got to take care of this. Yeah. And then two thousands, we started seeing a lot more dramas and mm-hmm. sort of 
romantic comedy oh, type yeah. of way where people rise of technology too right the rise oh, yeah. of technology people yeah. were interacting differently yeah 2010s it was just like the rise of the superhero because i feel like oh, we needed yeah. it yeah because it was all just like pessimistic just shit thrown at you so yeah. we needed that superhero mentality oh yeah we're done with that now mm-hmm. so now it's a lot of identity movies like yeah. people finding their own identities because i think that's what millennials are struggling with okay uh, so that's that's what the the essay is pretty much is. Okay. Uh, but generational trends are fascinating in cinema. Yes. They're fucking great, and like marketers, some marketers miss the point about like how to grow up with the generation. Yeah. It's it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I've been learning. I've been learning it for a bit. Okay. It's pretty great. Hell yeah. Uh, I I I feel like I I don't want to talk about this, but I feel like I have to. Okay. Um, because it's been in my head for like three weeks. Let's hear it. Um. <laughs> You know how sometimes you obsess about something? Um, uh, Devin uh, had a story about one time he met Mark Marin, mm-hmm. And he said, hey, man, that was a really funny show. Devin and from uh, Frayed Fabric from episode like 44. 44? Yeah. Yeah. Check that out, guys. Really Check good episode. Out. Really good episode. Check them out. They're lovely. Yes. Uh, so Devin met Mark Marin mm-hmm. before he was like really big Mark Marin. Yeah. And he is like, hey, man, how you doing? And Marin went, hold on. I'm trying to find out if I have diabetes. Yeah. And... I had that moment, but with Asperger's, mm. yeah, <laughs> like someone yeah. was talking to me. I was like, wait, let's, I got to, I got to, I'm reading about Asperger's. Give me a second. Yeah. And for like three weeks, I really had the strong suspicion that I had some form of Asperger's. Yes. And then I realized that maybe that's true. Maybe mm-hmm. I do have it, whatever. It doesn't really change anything. Yes. For, for like two weeks, I was obsessing over the idea. Hmm. It's like, why the fuck is, does this explain a lot of stuff? <laughs> Am I okay? Is this why I sit in a corner? Mm. I don't look people in the eye. Is this why? Sure. I don't like I don't like being touched weird. Is mm. this why? What's happening? Possibly. What am I? And mm. I just had that for like two weeks. Yeah. Just going in my head on loop. And uh turns out it doesn't really matter if yeah. I do. No. Like the first week I was angry that I found out that I may have Asperger's. <laughs> yeah. The second week I was like analyzing everything that I did to yeah. find out if I had Asperger's. Mm-hmm. And the third week I was like, I'm an idiot. What am I doing? <laughs> Yeah. And then I, <laughs> that's this week, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what am I doing? I'm an idiot. Why am I obsessing over this? It doesn't yeah. matter. I'm fine. I'm fine. I can function. I don't need to be touched. It's fine. Yes. And then, uh, and then I pet my cat for like two hours. Better. I think things like that are on our own spectrums. You know, you're yeah. not going to be all 100% one thing or 0% other thing like sexuality. I mean, right. it's just within a spectrum. So, yeah, I mean, I identify with that a bit myself, but I yeah. mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah, you can't die about it. Yeah. It, it was fucking that upsetting. Fucking like, I realize how obsessive I am about shit yeah. when it, like, bothers me. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. It's, it's, it's upsetting. It happened to me <laughs> with uh, Hutchinson's disease at one point. Mm-hmm. Why Hutchinson? I don't know. It, my hands weren't shaking. Yeah, I was like, I had like a little shake in one hand one day that just wouldn't go away. Yeah, that's just because I have a fucked up nerve. I have carpal tunnels, and that like triggered me for like three weeks. I have Hutchinson's disease. I'm gonna die before I'm forty. What's happening with me? I would like for you to research for the next week whether or not you're a hypochondriac. I I think <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I might be a hypochondriac, guys. Let me look this up. <laughs> How the fuck does that? Yeah. I just have too much alone time now, yeah. and I don't know what to do with it. Because after I'm done thinking with shit, yeah. it's like, what do I have? What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. What's the problem? Yeah. It's not. I'm just. I'm. <laughs> it's I, a regular, normal. I'm just an idiot. It's the problem. That's yeah. really the problem. Yeah. Uh, so that was my last two weeks. Mm-hmm. The whole time we're sitting in family gathering. Yeah. It's like ah, I don't want. Th- I don't want to do it. This food is great. I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. And just like it's you know whatever. Interaction. Yeah. It's weird. Have to deal with that shit. So, like, there's, like, four people that I know that just talk to me at the wrong time. 
It's like, hey, Brian, how you doing? I think I have Asperger's. It's like, uh, all right, well, I'll see you next year then, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was good seeing you again. <laughs> nice hanging out. Uh, you should you should go to a doctor yeah. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that was my that was my holiday. Yo, I've seen uh, I seen Nocturnal Animals. Oh yeah, this week. Was that the Jake? Gl- God, what, what the hell? Twice. Holy shit! Twice. Damn it, I'll Jessica! Tell you what, I, I love tell you. Would you showed up on the podcast? Mm, 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 mm. All right, I tell you. Fucking twice. My phone <laughs> and my goddamn computer. There we go. Everything's muted. Now. I uh, I seen Nocturnal Animals, mm-hmm. um, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Mm-hmm. If anybody knows, well, you know what? No, I don't even care. Don't care. Like, I watched the entire movie, and, and like I said, I love Jake Gyllenhaal, mm-hmm. and I wanted to like this movie. Amy Adams is the star of the movie, you know? Right. Yeah, and I wanted to like it, but it's a um, it's too meta, man. It's like uh, Amy Adams is reading a script for for a, um, some some movie that may go into production. Right. And within this movie, they within the script, they always go into the daydream of her reading it, okay. and that's the actual movie that we're you know watching. watching. And then they parallel her actual living life with the script that she's reading. Okay. That has Jake Gyllenhaal playing out that that storyline within the script. Okay. You know, and and it starts off really really good. Like Jonathan said, it starts off really good. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal he's, he's in the car. And he's he's in Texas where there's just the, their phones don't work and um, it's just complete darkness. They get ran off the side of the road by these uh, by these guys. The guys take his wife and his daughter, both beautiful redheads, and rape them and kill them. And tried to kill Jake Gyllenhaal, but he hides off or whatever. Right. So the remainder of the movie is just like a revenge thing, like trying to kill these two guys that raped and killed his wife and daughter. Huh. Yeah. And then you have to parallel that with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, the person. You know what? No, it's it's just it's too much, man. It's like I'm, I'm a little too meta. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot of things because Jake Gyllenhaal was an actual character in Amy Adams' living life. Okay. He's the person that wrote the script that she's reading. Okay, you know, so it's like three different stories that you're all trying to find the parallel balance within, and I I wasn't invested enough to want to put that much energy into it. It's kind of like an ineffective Mulholland Drive. Yes, yeah, okay. like a, yes, very much. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I might have to watch it just to to see what that yeah. how, what that looks like. I mean, it's a very good performance by Jake Gyllenhaal. It always very is. Good. Yeah, yeah. Jake, the, I don't think Jake's given us a bad performance no, yet. No, I love him. Even back in Donnie Darko, love like, that. Donnie Darko was great. Love that. Fucking mm. oh shit! I didn't put Maggie Gyllenhaal at all on the list. Now I'm thinking about the strong female. I don't know. Has she ever been oh. a lead in a movie? I'm not uh, sure. But, I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. know either. Yeah. Um, it just popped into my head. Um, yeah, but the, she's pretty dope. Maggie's she is dope. dope. The um the last thing that I that I did um over over break. I got brand new shit, bro. You got brand got new bra- shit? I feel like a rich-ass baller right now. I took $60, yeah. and I bought like three packs of socks, three packs of underwear, mm. all new t-shirts, and wife beaters. Nice. And I think the politically correct term for that is tank tops, maybe? Tank tops or A-shirts. A-shirts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they like the wife beater. I don't think, anymore. I don't think. Especially in an episode <laughs> oh, the about strong female, female lead. Maybe <laughs> the wife beater thing, just, how about tank top for this episode? Sometimes the language is a little <laughs> late catching up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Just for this episode, how about we A-shirts. just lose the, yeah. How about we just lose <laughs> wife beater? Just wife in, beater, in just general, in general. Just get rid of it. That's not a thing that people like, the wife beating. But, yeah. but anyway, I um I got, I got socks, underwear, t-shirts, and what, and yeah. tank. Thanks. Tops. Yeah. What is right. a shirt? I don't know what that means. It's just because it doesn't have the sleeves. So uh, like if you, when you splay it out with your arms mm. sideways, it looks like an A instead of a T. That makes sense. Yeah. That's why this. That's why the arm stretch out is called the T pose. Yeah. Uh, on animation. All right. Yeah. 
Well, I, I, got, I got all those uh, brand new underclothes, and I feel like a baller because every time I go inside my drawer and pull out a sock, mm-hmm. if he's like extra dingy, like he's been washed a couple of hundred times, You're if like, he has yeah. a hole in him, I throw that motherfucker away immediately. Nobody's safe in that house anymore. No socks, no tank tops, no sh- no t-shirts, no underwear. Nobody's safe. <laughs> so like for the past week, like I've been just like living in like underclothes luxury. I feel like Scarface. Yeah, man. <laughs> Like okay, I'm, I'm light up baller. the tub. I'm super baller right now. <laughs> like all of my underclothes, top notch. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it feels I, nice. uh, I, uh, talking about new clothes before we head out. A couple of weeks ago, I bought new outfits. I bought like a colored pants and colored shirts. You got new shoes too. I got new shoes yeah, too. Yeah, I like those Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I wore like an obnoxiously red corduroy pant. Mm. With a pink shirt one day to school. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, yeah, you weren't there. Oh, I would have had something to say about that. Yeah, yeah, you would have. <laughs> a lot of people did. Okay. I got like eight compliments. But the funniest thing about all the compliments is mm. that seven of them were from like gay dudes that are around school. Yes. And one of them was from a gay girl yes. that was in school. So I was like, all right. I mean, I guess I'm fashionable. I was about to say, yeah, because yeah. I mean, that, that would let you know if anybody knows about how to dress, <laughs> that's, you're getting compliments from the They're right people. They're all like fashion students, yeah, too. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, all right, I'll take it. You're getting, fashionable. Yeah, you're getting the, the good. I, I mean, I, so it was, it was corduroy, red corduroys? Yeah, look behind you. It's those obnoxiously red pants. Oh, wow. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. And I <laughs> especially wouldn't think that you would wear something like that. I, I didn't I didn't think I would wear them either. Not, in, not in a bad way. It's just yeah. that's like a, a different thing. Like, I, you know, I'll I think that's why I got them. I, I was at Belk's. It was like during the Christmas shops, the Black Friday bullshit. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm just going to buy the most obnoxious pair of pants I can find. I like it. I looked to my right immediately, like bright fucking Elmo red. Yes. Those are mine now. And a pink shirt on And a top pink of shirt. It? Yeah. I look like, I look like a, like a really ineffective Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, props to that. Yeah. That's, that's a, that is a statement right there. If you look at the hamper right there, that's a, that's a pink shirt. <laughs> oh, wow. No, you, you went all the way. Yeah. You went all the way. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I give you props for that. Fucking knee clothes are great. Yes. Something that make you walk around like you got the biggest dick in town. Hell yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> anyway, we are going to do the music-y thing, and then we're going to be back with the strong female leads. Yeah. It's going to be a good episode. Female, strong female leads. The strong let's female leads. Let's talk about that shit oh, for a man. second. I have been anticipating this for so long. I mean, it's anytime that I even write anything, it's um. I mean, I, I just love the perspective of a woman, and I don't get to see it uh, done correctly enough. You no, know, even, it doesn't happen a lot. Even my girlfriend, she talks so strongly about how you'll get a heroine, uh, and and she's just not. It's always motivated by a man. It seems like on right. on a good number of times. So I try mm-hmm. to take a lot of those out to where it's just not the, a male motivation as the reason the woman has um strength. Right. You know, with one exception. We'll get to that. Okay. Um, so do you have a list and shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and, and it's like, I want to go back. I have, I, I, um, I brought down, I broke down who mm-hmm. I, my number one female movie hero is, and I'll do her at the very end, okay. but it's free form until then. All yeah. right, cool. Uh, but yeah, my first uh, three, these are like honorable mention people. Mm-hmm. Um, number one was Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Carrie, she's Carrie definitely Fisher. on there. Carrie Fisher. I mean, she, um, the, the thing is like, she, she made women and men want to be her, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like seriously, <laughs> like everybody wanted to be that woman. I mean, even more so than Luke, than Luke Skywalker. Yeah. You know, Layla, she was a, um, she was an icon and, um, the thing on top of that, she, she, Carrie Fisher, she talked about offset and uh, off camera about how she was sexualized yeah. there, but not on camera. 
Right. You know, it's like you didn't you didn't see her character being overly sexualized and uh, and used in that way. And and kudos to George Lucas for that, because I mean, it's, it could have went a I different mean, way. George Lucas was also kind of creepy, like on mm-hmm. set. Like not oh, on, on set. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. not when the cameras were yeah, rolling, yeah. but on set. It was on a bit set, of a yeah. I've heard yeah. terrible things about on um, set. Yeah. Carrie Fisher was one of the, and I said this in a post the day that she died. It yeah. was like, we didn't only lose a great celebrity from a beloved franchise. Yeah. We lost a woman that told other women that came after her yes. to be unapologetic in how they lived their lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that means a lot because she's the reason a lot of women, she's partly the reason a lot of women feel as empowered as they do today yeah because carrie fisher didn't give a shit yeah she was like fuck you i'm gonna do what i want to do mm-hmm. and and that's such a huge huge importance uh in a in a industry like film industry that's been dominated by men for yeah. like since it happened yeah um so carrie fisher definitely gets yeah, yeah. she she was or she was like which is one of the earlier um female heroes that i was like okay that's that's somebody you can point to and be like yeah people can be like that right you know, um, the second one, and people might think of this lady here as the ultimate, you know, female strong uh, person, Damn Sigourney right. Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Thousands of years ago, before Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> yeah. uh, she was alien, right? Yeah, she yeah, yeah, alien, aliens, and um, she's listed for Avatar 1 through 4. Okay. 1 through Jesus 4. Christ. Yeah, there'll be a lot of those. That's going to be kind of upsetting. After, I mean, I love the first one, not the yeah. movie, but the experience. Yeah. Um, but, um, but Sigourney Weaver... She is the ultimate badass. Like she she's is. she is badass. Like you don't want to be in a dark room with Sigourney Weaver. She'll kick that ass. <laughs> you know? And and the thing the thing I liked about her so much she was she was very aggressive but maintained her femininity. Right. You know. So I mean I I I really enjoyed that about her. I mean she she wasn't trying to be anything other than herself. And that's that's something that I, that uh, we talked about a number of times with Broad City. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they're not pushing any kind of agenda. It's just hey, feminism is I'm being myself as a woman right <laughs> you know I, i'm living my life i'm just living you. my life normally <laughs> yeah and uh i really like sigourney weaver and uh and and all of her in all of her movies where she's playing that strong female lead i, I just enjoy her so you know much. my uh my my equivalent of sigourney weaver for uh, it's um she played the uh, clarice oh uh, jodie foster jodie foster mm-hmm. she's oh, like yeah. she's like my sigourney weaver yes um, I grew up watching a lot of her movies, and I fucking loved uh, Jodie Foster. Okay, she was great. Hell yeah, Jodie Foster deserves to be on the list. Yeah, I um the only reason I couldn't there was one movie that turned me away from it. It was like um it was like Enough or something. It's like where she gets raped and then she's uh like trying to hunt the person down that raped her for like. Uh, I think it's Enough. Is it Enough? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It was something like that. It was just it was just motivated by um a revenge thing mm-hmm. and i already have one movie on there that's motivated by revenge uh kill bill which we'll, we'll get kill, to fuck yeah kill yeah. bill I, <laughs> yeah. I made a list too the mm-hmm. thing is i just have the list memorized because i wrote it because you're smart <laughs> <laughs> uh but I, I there's the thing happening in film like recently i can point to a bunch of like female protagonists that yeah. were great yeah Edge of 17 arrival mm-hmm. uh i think it was uh i forgot the names of characters Arrival, um, what which one was it? Uh, Moonlight also had like really great, strong supporting cast. Okay. Uh, the nice guys, the the little girl was pretty great. Oh yeah, yeah, she was. She good. was like like they do a great job of empowering female characters now. Yeah. To the point where they're like characters. Yeah. They're fleshed out. <laughs> yeah, and and I and you can see that happening recently in movies, but mm-hmm. before that, I didn't really have good examples of it in movies. Mm. I think the the clearest example was uh was a Jodie Foster mm. that I can think of. Mm. I don't know enough about old cinema to think like what were examples of it in yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Um, but Kill Bill has been oh, on my, my Kill Bill made it on my list. Mm-hmm. 
uh Uma Thurman great I oh, fucking love those movies. Uma They're Thurman. So yeah, she she goes for it. She's like she's the epitome of a, a strong woman in, yeah. in that movie right there. I mean, it's yeah, it's hard to say anything bad about that. But um <laughs> but uh going to finishing going down the list, uh, mm-hmm. Pam Greer. Pam Greer. Pam Greer and not in the um not in her black exploitation movies. Right. Uh, even even though she does have the last laugh in those movies, but um most of those are um like revenge type things to where like I said it's getting raped or beaten up and then um then the woman is finding her motivation after that. Right. You know, so I mean, but the the movie I do want to focus on where they showed a good example of a strong woman um was Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. I agree. Yeah. And uh, in, in that in that movie she wasn't overly sexualized. Um you know, she wasn't like an alcoholic drug addict anything like like seriously i mean it's like it's it was very difficult like i I, I made this list and i had to try to find a good example of a strong black woman in cinema yeah the list is pretty white right about now yeah and it's like and and i'm and i I didn't want the sassy black woman oh i know you ain't talking to me like that (laughs) you know it's like that that won't take shit from somebody but then it's just a little um over the top it's into a stereotype yes very much into that stereotype yeah so it was difficult um but uh pam greer and jackie brown like she's she does she does it and um the rundown on that, and if you guys haven't seen the Jack, well, listen to the Jackie Brown episode. Mm-hmm. Go back and do that. Really, it's also a pretty good episode. Oh yeah, it's a a middle aged woman finds herself in the middle of a huge conflict that would either make her a profit or cost her her life. Uh, starring uh, Pam Greer, Bridget Fonda, Michael Keaton, and Samuel L. Jackson, and uh, Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah, of course, Robert. He's De Niro. not siren, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's um, you check that out, Pam Greer. She does her thing. Um, and another one where I think I have you seen this movie, Sound of Music? No, that's I. That was on a list that I read though. Like mm. a lot of people reference that as a strong female lead. That was my yeah. number one musical for, and maybe it still is. I don't know. It maybe yeah. it, maybe it might still be my favorite musical of all time. Really? Yeah. And um, I like the way that, that this movie is. <laughs> it's like um, they have they have songs like uh, "How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria." Her name's Maria in there. And they mm. they even sing the song at the wedding, which was weird. <laughs> 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 but the uh, what I what I like so much about this movie is the focus is on Julie Andrews. It's okay. not about her uh, her husband that's uh, that's going off or the kid so much. It's it's about her and how they can escape and uh, the plans that she can make to get away from uh, Nazi Germany. Okay. And, and things like that so i mean it 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 was really really good and she she acted her ass off have to uh, watch that um yeah the sound of music um definitely and there's one movie my girlfriend wanted me to put this in there for julie andrews's case i haven't mm-hmm. seen it but she says this is her second favorite julie andrews movie it's called victor victoria okay it came out in 1982 uh the rundown on it is a a struggling female soprano finds work playing a male female impersonator but it complicates her personal life so she's she's a woman dressing up as a male that's dressing up as a woman. Mm-hmm. She, okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be they they want men to pr- pretending to be women, right? And she couldn't find a job, so she as a woman she dressed up as a man, a man pretending God to be a woman. God damn it! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, Ju- Julie Andrews. She also had a um, what what was that damn movie? Shoot, early early on, Dick Van Dyke, Julie Andrews. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. <laughs> that's that's not a super great example. Wait, of strong. Julie Andrews was Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Really? Fuck me. Yes. I didn't know it. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah, she Julie Julie Andrews. All right, this one right here is going to be the most debated uh, one that I have on my list. Alicia Silverstone in Clueless. 
Uh, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah. This one uh, is where um, a lot of the songs came out with Clueless 1995. Mm -hmm. uh, it's written by Amy Heckling, uh, same person that wrote Fast Time at Fast Times at Richmond High. Mm -hmm. Um, it's it, it birthed so many it birthed the career of um, I guess his name is Donald Faison I believe he's the guy from JD and Turk from Scrubs okay, the black yeah. guy yeah uh, he was uh, that was his first big movie he was Clueless um, Brittany Murphy her first big movie was Clueless um, who, who else was in this movie uh, so so many different people got their start from Clueless um, but, but anyway the uh, mm -hmm. the rundown is saying a, a vapid shopaholic as a role model for preteen and teen girls well yes because as Alicia Silverstone portrays Cher in this riff of uh, Emma's book she turns into someone intellectually curious giving and capable of proving that there's more inside of her book than a California blonde it's a, it's a biopic about Cher uh, not Cher. Her name is Cher in the oh, uh, thing. Okay. Alicia Silverstone's name is Cher. Um, so the the beginning of it, she's like a ditz. She's like a California ditz, mm -hmm. and they have songs about um. Did you, did you hear the song? I'm a Barbie girl. Yeah, that song got popular from that movie. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, there were there were a few other songs that just got really popular from that. But um, she starts off as a dit, so blonde, um, you know, bubblegum chewing, doesn't care about school, wants to date the hottest guy and drive the nicest cars and spend times at the mall in the pool. Right. You know, that's the only thing she cared about in life. But um. But the, the reason I put her on the list is the things that she learned for one. Mm -hmm. Number two is you can't tell any individual how to respect themselves right. and have integrity themselves. And throughout that movie, she's like she goes she goes to parties and wants to hang out, but she never drinks, she never smokes, she never sexualized to where the point her her breast and ass are out there, you know, right. as a sexual object. You know, she's an attractive person, but she doesn't objectify herself. She doesn't. Um, you don't want to sh a slut shame people, but it, even within the movie, there's nothing sexual with all with her character. Right. You know, and she, she eventually learns a lot of lessons towards the end to where she becomes a very strong female lead okay. by, the, by the end of that movie. Um, but like I said, that would be the most controversial one because like she's a complete ditz at the beginning. <laughs> that reminds me of on a much legally blonde. Le legally blonde. That was a, yeah, yes. that was the next one I was going to say. Mm -hmm. Those are uh, very similar. <laughs> I fucking yeah. love Legally Blonde. It is such a great movie. Yeah, I could make the exact same case for that movie. Like yeah. that, it was on the list, but I took it off just because it's so similar. Right. But yeah, that's you know you can't you can't tell a person how to be themselves and how to have integrity and character. Yeah, that's kind know? of the, their job to figure it out. Yeah, it's yeah. It's pretty. Those movies are great. <laughs> Legally Blonde is fun. What was the other one? Mixed Congeniality. <laughs> You know what? Yeah. See, and that and that's on the, in the exact same blend, the uh, same vein. That's uh, Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I love Miss Congeniality, mm -hmm. and Sandra Bullock could rightfully go on a list for strong uh, females. Um, Gravity, uh, The Blind Side, Miss Congeniality. Yeah. Um, even I guess a couple. Yeah. E even that Melissa McCarthy movie Heat. Spy? No, Heat. It was Heat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, she's she's doing a very a very good job of holding it down for for women and showing a good side of it. And and Hathaway as well. And Hathaway. She How was in Interstellar, Lemay's, Le Miss Robs. She was a Catwoman in the Batman movies, which was my favorite portrayal of Catwoman. Uh, she, what else has she done? She had a she had a weird career at the beginning, but lately she's been getting into that line of work too. Mm. Like Interstellar, I think was her last big film. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I, I love Anne Hathaway. She's great. Yeah. Uh, I've heard. Um, I don't. Uh, is uh, James Franco had some not great things to say about her after the um, they did some kind of award show mm -hmm. and 
personality-wise, they haven't had good things to say. But on the big screen, she's yeah. fucking awesome. Oh yeah, she's great. <laughs> she's freaking. Awesome. I don't care if she's uh, if she's bitchy. I, I like Anne Hathaway. I mean, yeah, we don't have to meet these people. <laughs> you know, that like Kanye West. Like I love your music, but in real life, bro, you can't come to my house. Let's fuck like, you, Kanye. Hell no, you know. But um, I miss the old Kanye. Nope. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's um, and we, we talked a little about about um, about Uma Thurman, right. Kill Bill. Um, that's directed by Tarantino. That came out in two thousand and three. Yeah. Uh, rundown on that is the bride awakens from a four year coma. The child she carried in her womb is gone. Now she must wreak vengeance on the team of assassins who betrayed her, a team she was once a part of. So th- this this woman here, like she goes ape shit on everyone. Like she trains she herself and builds up. herself up. Yeah, the um, I didn't want to have too many versions of mm-hmm. things like this, like the revenge type thing. Um, something that was motivated by a man, mm-hmm. you know, because even the title of the movie is uh, Bill. Bill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. So I mean, it's more focused on the man and the thing that he did, and her motivation is all surrounding that man. Right. So um, I take a little bit of points off of that, but it's just such an iconic role for for a female character that it has to go on there you know uh, i i i agree yeah. i agree with you i, I yeah. like the movie is like centric around the man but i feel like the character of irma thurman's mm. character yeah i forgot the bride mm. uh it's just like so strong in and of its own like mm. filled with determination yeah that it, like from the get-go it's kind of like all right well fuck fuck you guys yeah so like I, I i would say it fits yeah um the next um this this movie right here i encourage everyone every listener that haven't seen this movie to go see this shit um matter of fact if you don't know who tina turner is i guess the movie wouldn't matter (laughs) uh tina turner she was a singer back in the 70s like she was she was awesome um from what my parents say um but um (laughs) angela angela bassett it goes next on my list angela bassett um she's a black actress she's got a lot of work but the uh the one thing that i want to point out is the movie what's love got to do with it i've seen that i think really well i think uh, so yeah uh, it came out in 1993 um and it's starring angela bassett and lawrence fishburne Mm -hmm. um angela bassett is Tina Turner and Lawrence Fishburne as Ike Turner mm-hmm. and they had a, a very well documented uh, terrible relationship uh, lots of domestic abuse right. um, like he, he just he dogged her out I mean and, and they, they showed it within the movie they have um, the very famous scene of um, eat the cake anime to whereas um, he he's getting very upset with her and he's telling her to have a piece of the cake she's like no I don't want any fucking cake and then he's like no you're gonna eat this fucking cake Damn. eat the cake you know, and she's just like crying as she's eating. It's like it's a very dark and odd thing to watch. It's like going down the hole of a marriage and a woman that's so afraid for her life with this man that she's married to, but having kids involved and building a business relationship with this person. And it's just so hard to get away. But um, the the reason that she goes on on this list mm-hmm. is the strength that she has by the end of this in this movie. Okay, um, like she she gets it all back like she goes on tour she gets her family back together she loses this guy she you know what i'm saying like she finds her strength within herself mm-hmm. you know that she doesn't need that male character to beat her down or to tell her that she's good enough or if she's not good enough like she found her strength within herself and that resolution is why uh she's gonna go on the list for what's love got to do with it cool uh 1993 Lawrence fishburne uh the next one may be controversial but if you've seen the movie you may have to agree why this person is on here right uh, jada pickett smith in set it off 1996 i haven't seen that J- uh, set it off is um one of if not the only mainstream all black female uh movie oh wow yeah it would be like if they made ghostbusters but all four people were black okay and women 
<laughs> you know? Man, if like just having them be woman, like yeah, that was enough. Up, <laughs> that was enough. Like black female leads is just gonna Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh 1996, and uh, Jada Pickett Smith and um uh, Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. Queen Latifah before you know when she was still willing to do some pretty grimy roles, and this is her standout role for me like this is why i will remember queen latifah and also this is the role that queen latifah realized that she will never die in another movie after after this movie she yeah. she um she made a no death clause in her contract for any contract she ever signed she can't die in the movie or the television show so so if they bring her back so it's like if her character comes back they have to call her yeah yeah so so yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly and um she was up so upset because set it off ended up being such a good movie and her character um queen latifah's character cleo she was the badass she was a gun toting i don't give a fuck i'm gonna do whatever whatever i need to and she dies in a blaze of glory at the end like she sacrifices herself so um jada pickett smith can get away and she she um they shoot up her car and they think that she's dead but she's not she's like riddled with like a hundred bullet holes and she's like breathing with blood coming out of her mouth and everything then she opens the door gets out of the car with guns and And then she's shot with another thousand bullets and then she falls on the ground and dies. It's a real Bonnie and Clyde moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as, as Jada Pickett Smith is on the bus looking at it happen. Oh, and, Jesus. Um, yeah. And um, so the reason, the reason she, go, she goes on the list is all three, there's four of them and all three of her friends, they all want to make money the fast way and get out of this uh, terrible lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jada Pickett, she ends up um, finding a, a boyfriend of sorts and then he's trying to show her a different life. He's a bank teller mm-hmm. and they end up attempting to rob the bank that he works at. Okay. And um, it, it's a it, bad move. Yeah, terrible, it's terrible move. A bad move. Yeah. And um, she, she changes, she changes completely. Uh, Jada Pickett does. So, I mean, strong, strong female. She wasn't, she wasn't sexualized. She wasn't, um, well, she was robbing banks and toting guns. I'll tell you that. Yeah. But, but it wasn't in the sense that. Sometimes um, you got to rob a bank and tote some guns. Yeah. That's they, um, they, you have to. they tried to give her the, um, the more, a, um, moral compass that she had the moral compass of every one of her friends, you know, and coincidentally enough, all of her friends died actually in that movie. Oh, there you go. Besides oh. her. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that set it off. Nineteen ninety six. Um, basically, the, the description was: um, uh, desperation drives four inner city women, Queen Latifah, Jada Pickett Smith, Vivica Fox. Don't know how I didn't bring her up, and uh, Kimberly Elise uh, to bank robbery in Los Angeles. Then they start mistrusting one another. Okay, know? but um, that's that's really good. Um, next, this is in my top ten favorite movies, and we're probably gonna hear about this movie again at some time on this podcast. It's uh, it's called Girl Interrupted. Oh yeah. It's a wine on a rider before she went crazy and was like, she uh, about five or six, maybe 10 years ago. Fuck, I'm old. She, um, (laughs) she, she says she was like trying to like rehearse or like for a part or something like that. Mm -hmm. But in reality, she was going into stores and stealing things and not paying for them, you know? Oh, yeah. And then eventually she got caught and then she was like, she was just preparing for a role as like a kleptomaniac or something like that. Right. Maybe she's just a kleptomaniac. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever that is. But it's like, you can't just walk in stealing shit. Like, no, (laughs) but, um, but the uh, the number one movie, and if anybody that knows one on a rider, you're gonna think I'm gonna say Heather's. Not gonna say Heather's. Like that's um that's the movie with three girls in high school. All of them, her name is Heather. Uh, one on a rider, I forget her name, and she has a boyfriend, Christian Slater, and they have a plan to kill all the popular people at the school. The fuck? Yeah, but okay. it, but it's like it's like a high school thing. So yeah. it's just like you know you say bullshit, you know, as a teenager, mm-hmm. and that's what one on a rider is thinking. You know, it's like okay, yeah, this is fun. We're gonna plan to kill everybody, yada yada yada. But it's just some fun thing to pass time. You know, it's okay. not real. 
but um but christian slater he's actually serious oh okay. <laughs> he's, he's being right. serious about it and she doesn't realize that like holy shit like no he's we're gonna actually go down for this shit but um but eventually she she turns things around but that's not the movie Could i'm you talking imagine about. that conversation <laughs> like, wait no we're not do- we are oh oh i See, think <laughs> i think we should I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 a girl at there's a girl at our job, and um, not gonna say her name, yeah. but um, you know what I'm talking about. But there was um, I was working with two other people, and they um, they brought up this person's name, mm-hmm. and they was like, you know what? I haven't seen this person in a while, and how is school out? And people are still complaining about this person. How are people still complaining about this person when this person is even around? That's how bad this person is. That's how bad it is. And then um, <laughs> it's me and two other girls sitting there talking about it. And then she was like, um, she's like, what are we going to do about, what are we going to do about this shit? And I was like, so we got to kill her then, right? <laughs> and they looked at me. I was like, come on, what? Well, we were all thinking it. We were all thinking it. <laughs> just said it. Said it. <laughs> exactly. I brought it up. Yeah. You were all thinking about all it. All thinking it. We Don't gotta be find a, a fucking judgy Jason about this. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, but, uh, but Winona Ryder in in a movie called Girl Interrupted, uh, 1999. It's one of it's in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Really? Damn. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, the uh, the rundown. Uh, basically, it's just an account of a um, of an author's 18 month stay in a mental hospital in the 1960s. So it's very similar to um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's I was Nest just say with that, uh, Jack yeah. Nicholson. Yeah, it's very similar to that. But the um, but there's actually a uh, ensemble like the One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest was basically ran by Jack, and right. then you had the uh, the tall Indian guy who played a part a mm-hmm. little bit. But um, in this one, you have Winona Ryder, you have Angelina Jolie in my favorite role that I've ever seen her in. No. And and Angelina Jolie's not on this list because there's nothing you can do to make up for the bullshit that is Laura Croft. That is the opposite of what I'm talking about when I'm talking about strong female lead. That's the complete opposite. <laughs> no, you cannot do that. <laughs> like like what were we thinking? Like at the time, like as a kid, well, I'm, that's what the games were at the time. That's what the games were. Yeah. you know. But then it's like you don't have to sign up for that. No, you don't have I mean, to sign up for that. Paid her a lot, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah. gonna be like a big franchise. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the games are doing a much better job now with Lara Croft. Yes. She is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> so hopefully we got a new Lara Croft movie. In the oh, yes. at some point. I would love to have a new Lara Croft movie. It's just not necessary to have your tits all the way out as you, you know, fight from and jump from place to place. It just doesn't seem like how. It's inconvenient. It's very inconvenient. And sometimes they're triangles and that's a whole other set of problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a reference to PS1 graphics at the yes, time of release. On. Yeah, you was Just on. in case we weren't on the same fucking page. Oh, now yeah. you know. Pixelated bullshit, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, Wine on a Rider, she's in this. Uh, Angelina Jolie, of course, just said. Brittany Murphy. This is one of my, and like I said. Um, Brittany Murphy, I don't recognize. Not She she died, um, but she was a really, really good actress. If you uh, you put in her name, you'll, you'll notice a lot of movies she was in. But uh, Angelina Jolie, Brittany Murphy, Elizabeth Moss, she's in, um, or she was in. Oh, yeah, Brittany Murphy. Mm -hmm. Cool. She's really really good. Um, Elizabeth Moss, she was in the show Mad Men. Mm -hmm. She's in this movie. Jared Leto, uh, Leto, I guess. Yeah, Leto. Jared Leto. Leto? Leto? Leto. Yeah. Uh, He's in this. I didn't even know who he was. Um, Well, I I didn't know that was him in the movie from back then. Like, I didn't know who Jared Leto was. I I, I was surprised to find him in older movies Mm -hmm. because for me, he's always been the lead singer of 30 30 Seconds Seconds to Mars. Mars. Yes. And then I saw him in movies. I was like, oh, well, I guess he's branching out. Nope, always in movies. Always. (laughs) I think he made movies before he was in 30 Seconds. Yeah. So fuck me, right? 
Jones. <laughs> the um the and and last but not least, Whoopi Goldberg is in this movie. Whoopi One of her like five movies that are good. And Whoopi Goldberg's not on li- not on the list, unfortunately. I guess S- <laughs> Sister Act. Sister Act. She was a strong woman. I guess. I mean, what you know? I don't remember a lot of Sister Act. Like she she did everything that she was supposed to do as a okay. a strong female lead. I could even give it to her a little bit on Ghost, but she wasn't necessarily the lead. That's, okay. That's yeah, but um, Jumping Jack Flash. You know what? You're on the list. <laughs> Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg's on the list. You're there on you the list now because yeah, you've you've held down a number of movies as as a black woman, and I don't can't think of many black women that are starring in films that aren't black films. Okay. You, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like not not a black film where the whole cast is black and it's a black movie. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the star is a woman and she's black and the cast is it's just, multicultural. Right. Or whatever it's else. independent of the yeah. context of the movie. Yeah. And off the top of my head, I can't think of anything like that. I mean, there's there's a show on television called Scandal with yeah. Carrie Washington. Like she's a black woman, and um, the cat. It's not a black television show, right? You know, but it's it's, it's very few and far between. And so, how yeah. to get away with murder is another one. Yeah, that's that's written by yeah. uh, another black lady. The same, yeah. same same person. Yep, yep. And she wrote the same show twice. You should, that, yeah. That's what the show is. <laughs> people watch it twice. It's people ridiculous. watch it fucking twice. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, White on a Rider um, and Girl Interrupted movie in 1999. I highly suggest anybody to go see this. I mean. Wow, good movie. It's so good. Um, yeah, it's it's so good. I mean, I, yeah, that that'll be on the list. You'll you'll hear about this movie again. All right, sooner than later. Um, and finally, this is my ultimate heroine, my ultimate strong female lead, the ultimate ultimate, Gina Davis. Gina Davis. I don't oh, recognize that. Oh hell, Gina Davis. We um, <laughs> me, 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 you, and Jonathan, we had a uh, we had an argument about Gina Davis. I said she was in Beetlejuice. Y'all said that Winona Ryder was in Beetlejuice, and then we realized that both people are in Beetlejuice. <laughs> 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 that yeah. sounds like an argument we would both have. Yeah. Um, Winona Ryder was the daughter in Beetlejuice, and uh, Gina Davis was the mother. Oh okay. The, oh, I know Gina Davis. Yeah. I like her. Uh, Gina Davis, she has. She was in The Fly. Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, don't, don't upstage me now. I, I, got, I got some movies here. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Now, Gina Davis has a, a long uh, list of, of movies to where she was the um, like the strong female lead in it. Um, the number one movie that comes to mind, of course, is Thelma and Louise. Yeah, that's the second one. I didn't say that one on mm-hmm. purpose. Th- Thelma and Louise is the number one thing that comes to mind for me. Um, the run, It's a 1991 movie, also d- directed by Ridley Scott. Really, this the same Damn. guy that 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 put uh, Sigourney Weaver on the map, you know, as as that heroine. Um, he has a thing for like really strong woman. Oh, I'm yeah. into it. I, I didn't even realize that yeah. this Thelma and Louise was really Scott. I was like, okay, no, you do a thing. I see the thing that you're doing. Yeah, I like you. <laughs> you have a pattern. I yeah, like yeah. the pattern. Uh, the rundown is a Arkansas waitress and a housewife shoot a rapist and take off in night in a 1966 Thunderbird. Yeah, the, uh, that's uh, a great description. Oh uh, yeah, like they uh, they they kill the guy in the uh, in the parking lot. They take off. And um, they need money, and then start like robbing gas stations, and they're on they're on the run for a very long time until at the end they ultimately commit suicide. Right? Weren't but, they gay too, Tom and Louise? Not no. Uh, I thought that was uh, that was a movie like that that there were two like female leads that did I mean, some illegal shit and ended up being gay. I don't remember which one. I mean, they uh, I think they kissed once, okay. but it was just like a very strong f- friendship. But it wasn't. It, it was just like the friendship was so strong to where a kiss didn't really was sexual. Right. Yeah. Okay. I feel you. Yeah. But um, it was one of the better endings I, I I seen. It was like they they lived their life the way that they wanted to, and the final scene is them driving off a cliff to their ultimate death. You know, for, from their choice, it was either turn back around and go to jail and turn themselves in, or just yeah, or just and and the the last shot 
is them both, they, they grab each other's hands and clench each other's hands very tight. She slams her foot on the gas and they drive over the cliff to their death. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. Thelma and Louise. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, those like, wow. But that's, that's the first one. And that's Susan Sarandon's in this. Harvey Cottell is in this. And a very young Brad Pitt is in this. Really? Like, like 19 year old Brad Pitt, like 115 pound Brad Pitt. Like I have abs just because I'm that skinny Brad Pitt. Cowboy hat wearing Brad Pitt. <laughs> this is like a Kanye West song, <laughs> but with Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. I, um, <laughs> yeah, no, he's honestly wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> cowboy hat wearing Brad Pitt. I, I was I was talking to my girlfriend about what version of Brad Pitt is the most attractive, right. like the most sexy. And I said this version, uh, this version of Brad Pitt. And if not, then the Mexican. And um, she says, no, it's Troy. It's Brad Pitt and Troy when he got all muscled up. And, no. um, and I don't think so either. I don't, I don't, like, so all either. I don't no. like all that either. I, I, I think that the, the most attractive Brad Pitt is in Glorious Bastards. Ah, uh, you know... Uh, from a male standpoint, yeah, but you don't really get him to take his clothes off at all. I, I mean, I I still want to fuck him, <laughs> so I don't really care. <laughs> I, I, I have imagination. I told you, in in your wildest dreams, you would get to fuck Brad Pitt. <laughs> in your wildest dreams, buddy. Brad Pitt will be fucking you. <laughs> That's how that would go. <laughs> you think this is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the next that means thing. that we've had this conversation before <laughs> oh yes <laughs> um uh the next the next movie and this is another one of my um my favorite movies not favorite critically but favorite because it makes me feel good yeah i seen i seen it when i was younger it's uh it came out in 1992 and this is another movie that was uh, written and directed by a woman uh, she also directed the movie um, Big by Tom Hanks. Okay. That's the one where um, one of Tom Hanks' very earlier movies to where he uh, transport, uh, he goes to like a little genie thing. He puts some money inside of it mm-hmm. and he makes a wish to become big. And he goes from like a Yeah, he's like a kid to like, yeah, I don't He know. turns into Tom Hanks, yeah. And they do that, uh, the very famous scene on the, the piano on the floor. The doo, 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 doo. Yeah, that shit. So, um, uh, that was a very good movie, but the movie in, uh, in question is uh, A League of Their Own. A League of Their Own. How have Na- I seen it? 1992, Penny Marshall. Um, a League of Their Own, it stars Madonna, Rosie, Madonna. Rosie O'Donnell, Tom Hanks, and Gina Davis. Nice. I mean, uh, the, uh, the rundown is two sisters join the first female professional baseball league and struggle to help it succeed amidst their ongoing rivalry. Okay. Um, so what happens is World, World War II, I believe it is, and we have the draft, and all the men are, are, are shipped over. Well, not all of them, but a, a, yeah, enough, well, a good number of men. Yeah, a good number over. of men are shipped over, and uh, enough to where they can't play baseball that season. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they bring in women to play baseball in place of the men just so they can still have revenue coming into these stadiums. Right. And um, they, they get the best of the best, and Gina, Gina Davis's character, she's a catcher, and she is the shit. Like, she... It's, it's, it's that balance that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. having being so strong and strong willed and maintaining your femininity. Mm-hmm. Like she did everything like she was down in the dirt, dirty as hell, throwing people out at second base, hitting home runs, um, like doing everything. And I was just still like, wow, I want to be you. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? I want to be you. I want to be with you. Just like everything. You are awesome. And she she's a redhead, you know, yeah. and, and that was like a, a novelty at the time. Not so much now, <laughs> you yeah. know, but in the uh, the early 90s. 90s, like a beautiful redhead it, it wasn't a dime a dozen like it is in you know that technically the redhead gene is like dying out yeah it's they're, they're going extinct yeah sorry gingers yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah that's uh it's a really 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 fun movie um i i think anybody would enjoy that a league of the wrongs fun 
Um, and lastly, her um, her movie with Samuel Samuel L. Jackson. It's called A Long Kiss Goodnight. Okay. Uh, came out in 1996. Uh, the rundown is a woman suffering from amnesia begins to recover her memories after trouble from her past finds her again. Um, so, so basically this woman was like a badass. Like mm-hmm. she, she can do everything. Like she can, she can uh, shoot you like a damn, or what's the guy from, um, from Suicide Squad, Will Smith's character? Deadshot. Deadshot. Yeah. She can shoot you like Deadshot. She's very proficient with guns, knives, karate, mm-hmm. basically anything else. Basically she's been like, she's had the matrix downloaded into her brain to where she can do everything apparently. But, yeah. um, but now she has amnesia. So she doesn't know about that life whatsoever. But, um, but certain things when she was around Samuel Jackson are beginning to trigger it, you know, so okay. out of nowhere now i'm like some badass with knobs you know just from nothing you know it's like how the fuck did this happen so she's slowly getting her memory back to realize why she was such a badass this movie is very poorly reviewed i would not recommend seeing the movie because it's not that great like so just the the premise of me telling you right it sounds great it sounds great (laughs) it sounds awesome this amnesia person you know but it sounds like a like a suicide squad yeah kind of like it's like you go to see it and you're like, man, that was garbage. But yeah. as you walk out, I was like, nah, I liked it. No, yeah, seriously, yeah, yeah. yeah very much like that, yeah. But um, but yeah, it's um, a long kiss, good night. It has a lot of uh, fun things from uh, Samuel L. Jackson that aren't supposed to be as funny as they are. Yeah. Kind of like um, the snakes of the plane. I'm tired of these fucking snakes on this. Like that's not supposed to be a funny line, right? <laughs> it was a serious line. But Samuel L. Jackson, the way he says motherfucker, motherfucking snakes. On I'm this tired of those motherfucking plane. snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> yeah. Just like ah, oh, Samuel. God bless you, Samuel. Comedic gold. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, that's that's my ultimate female, uh, strong female character in any movie for me is uh, Gina, Davis Gina Davis after a long kiss goodnight. Um, and then directors, because it's just not enough. There's yeah, not, really enough. not enough. Um, I, I, um, I ended up writing my um, my paper in English, last English class I had mm-hmm. to get out of there. And it was about, um, shit, I can't remember what it was about, but it was about women. And no, it was about how women are, aren't paid equally to men right um and and within the film industry and within the research for it i noticed that there's only two women in the history of life that have been given a hundred million dollars to direct a movie really ever in the history of life ever 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 to to direct a blockbuster and one of them is catherine bigelow the uh um, former wife of james cameron she um, oh she did the hurt locker the hurt locker in zero dark 30 yeah, but and that's it's unfortunate that it's like she had to be attached to someone's name like James Cameron yeah. just to get you know like oh okay so that's you're associated with that now I'll watch these even things. even now like I didn't recognize her until you said yeah 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 but she's she's one of only two um the there's a lady directing Wonder Woman they gave her over a hundred million dollars oh yeah that's recent right that's very yeah but these are the only two times this has ever happened and what's what's wild about it is at least fifty percent of our entire world population is women yeah. You know, and only two of them in the history of the world have ever been given a large budget to direct a movie. Yeah. And <laughs> you know? there, there's a bunch of things at play, like, that can be neglected, like, mm-hmm. the amount of men versus women in the industry, mm-hmm. and, like, the amount of, obviously, there's, like, a lot of sexism happening in the industry. Yes, yeah. Uh, like, the the career path that most women take to mm-hmm. get to a point where they can direct. Yep. It's like, it's a bunch of shit, and all of it kind of fucking sucks. Sure. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. um, but female directors are I think they're starting to sort of get a little bit of a bigger a, voice a little bit more yeah but uh, I haven't seen it a lot in film I see it a lot in, tele- in television yeah a lot in television yeah. Lena, Lena Dunham um, Millie Myla some Kyling Min- Minnie Kyling mm-hmm. um, shoot the, the list is a very long list uh, uh, Issa I, Rae did, did you finish with your list of film no 
Okay, go ahead. Oh, oh, oh directors, directors, Dir- directors. Go ahead with directors. Uh, yeah. I just want to talk about TV for a second. All right. Uh, yeah, Catherine Bigelow. She um, she directed The Hurt Locker in 2008. It's starring Jimmy Renner and Anthony Mackie. Mm-hmm. You might know both of those people from the Avengers movies. Yeah. Now that they're doing. I love Jeremy Renner. He was also in uh, Arrival. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's from Modesto, California. For, funny enough. Nice. Do you that. know he's a fucking makeup artist? No. Yeah. He he worked as a makeup artist before being an actor. Huh. So like, uh, I I saw him on Tumblr somewhere going like giving makeup tutorials to yeah. people on Tumblr. And I was just like, fuck yeah, I get that ass, Jeremy Renner. Hell yeah, Jeremy. I saw him in the in the Avengers suit, like ma- doing someone's makeup one time inside. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Multi talented guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Catherine Bigelow, uh, like I said, The Hurt Locker 2008, and then recently she uh, directed Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, she won an Academy Award for that. She won an Oscar for that uh, in 2012, uh, starring Jessica Chastain and my man Chris Pratt. Is that based on a game, Zero Dark Thirty? Uh, Zero Dark Thirty, that was the one where um, they're in Afghanistan or yeah. Iraq, yeah, and they're torturing um, they're torturing prisoners and trying to get information okay. out of them. There's a game called Zero Dark Thirty, too. Oh, not, okay. not related at all. Okay. Science no fiction. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that's Catherine Bigelow. She's one of the better directors out there. And last but not least, this is one of my favorite directors, period, in general. Mm-hmm. Man, woman, whatever. Like, she's up there, and I can't wait to see her next thing. Um, Sophia Coppola. Sophia Coppola. You'll, you'll know her as the daughter of Francis Ford Coppola, yep. the uh, director of uh, Godfather and many, many, many other um, amazing pieces of work. Uh, but I love Sofia Coppola. Um, the first movie that I seen from her that I that I recognized was a movie called Lost in Translation, and it's still oh they didn't know that was Sofia. Oh yeah, it's still one of my favorite movies ever, ever, ever. That's uh, Mary and Johansson, right? Yes, Scarlett Johansson, and uh, Scarlett Johansson is conveniently left off the list. Yep. That's <laughs> uh, Sofia Coppola. Uh, I will give credit to Johansson for for giving that vitality to the, the characters that are not not necessarily black widow mm. but i love scarlett johansson's portrayal of characters in movies yeah they might not be necessarily strong female leads sometimes mm. but i feel like she always gives them a bit of an edge over like what the character would be if it felt flat she does yeah. um i couldn't like I, there was a contradiction for me to where it was just so like all right what, what was the two movies um like you i give her something for black widow mm-hmm. you know a little bit but i don't want to go into the like action um superhero Adventure, movies yeah. yeah stuff too much um, the same thing with her Ghost in the Shell. Um, I mean, uh, and Lucy. Ghost in the Shell will be a great female lead. Though. I mean, I just I haven't yeah. seen that yet. Yeah, or or Lucy. But what hurt me when I thought about like the roles that she was taking, I'm like, she's never taken one of those like ditzy, overly sexualized uh, characters that yeah. don't have a resolution. And then I thought back to the movie with Joseph Gordon Lovett, Don Don John. Don John. Yep. And that's the character she played. That character, okay, like the the overly sexualized, gum chewing, and she never has a resolution. It's kind of like Cher from uh, from Clueless, to where by the time she gets to the end, she has a resolution and becomes a better person. Right at the end of Don John, Joseph Gordon Lovett's character has a, revolu- a resolution and becomes a better person and gets with um Julie. Fuck, she's a redhead. <laughs> Can't think um, of her name. I don't know either. I'll figure it out yeah. later. But um, but yeah, she that it was unfortunate. But yeah, but anyway, uh, but, uh, Sophia but on on the defense of the movie, mm-hmm. that movie was about Don John, not yes. about Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and she was in the lead of the movie, right? You know, she yeah. was the female lead. It it was just like a, a choice that I didn't think that she would make. Okay, you know, like and none of the other people on the list have made those kind of career choices okay. because they don't want to show women in that kind of light. That light. Yeah, that light. But um uh but yes, uh, Lost in Translation, Scarlett Johansson Bill Murray. I love that movie. It's slow, it's quiet, it's 
it's everything. It's Bill Murray. That's where they're stuck in Japan. Or yeah, like yeah. They're in Japan. we're not stuck, but yeah, they're 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 in Japan and just going through all the different like awkward things of um being lost in translation. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> uh, because the the, the 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 thing they're playing on is lost in translation between you know English and Japanese. Right. But it's really the um the age gap between Bill Murray and uh, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. You know they 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 really click it off very well. But he's in his sixties and she's in her late twenties. Okay. And um and ultimately they can't be together. And that's the translation. It's like it's something that was lost between them. Um, if you've seen that somewhere, I'm gonna go through this rest really quick because we're yeah. way over time. That's fine. Um, so. Somewhere is a movie with uh, Elle Fanning, Elle another Fanning. girl that's going to be blowing up. If she isn't already right now, I love Elle Fanning. Uh, and Steven Dorff, a movie called Somewhere, really, really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Virgin Suicide, I think that was her first movie. That's huge, huge, huge movie. Way. Yeah, um, and yeah, but that, that's it. That's that's all the shout outs I have for, for directors. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm going to bring up uh, television real quick because I was, I was doing the list for movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of the movies I hadn't seen because they've been like 1990 past like previous oh I don't, real, real yeah. quick real quick that's what i was thinking about i was looking on the list yeah. uh yesterday and i was realizing like all of my references most of my references in life because i was born in 84 yeah. so all of my most of my hardcore references come 10 years after that right you know so all the 90s hardcore so i would imagine like your hardcore references will come from like 2000 to 2010 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly 2005 around that era it's yeah. forward uh, so like a lot of the movies I hadn't seen back as I came out before 1990. Yeah. Uh, now I have a list of them that I'm gonna absolutely go see. Yeah. And then, uh, but I couldn't find a lot of examples on television that I remembered. I mean, in film that I remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Recently, I mean, Edge of Seventeen, Arrival, mm-hmm. uh, Moonlight had a super strong female um, supporting cast. Yeah. Uh, pretty great. Uh, <laughs> So those movies are coming out now. Yeah. Um, and we have Legally Blonde and, mm-hmm. and Miss Congeniality yep. and, and sort of the weird rom-coms where the woman takes the lead of the situation. Mm-hmm. Can't name any of them by, by, by name. I hate rom-coms. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I couldn't think a lot about film, but television. Mm-hmm. Television was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, we had Buffy. We had Dollhouse. We had... Love Dollhouse. Uh, Firefly. Love Firefly. Well, that was... You haven't um, seen Firefly. No, I, mean, I love Firefly. That's, um, no. Nathan Fillion is a star of that, though. There, right. There are a but, few women, but... Uh, yeah. But it's, it's like an ensemble mm-hmm. at, at some point. So, like, I'm kind counting, of. like, the, the... I forgot mm-hmm. the, the, the actress. The, the black lady or the white lady? The black lady. Uh, I really like... She's on a show called Suits now. Suits now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Suits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's currently on suits she's currently on suits <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean yeah. and then uh, the the escort yeah. she was she was also pretty great in Firefly if, if anything that's where I would give some credit to the escort yeah. lady because uh, she's she's living the life that she chooses to live but she's not any less a feminist or a woman you know right. or anything like that yeah so I I will lean towards that heavily. she's fine I, I really like all those cast of characters and mm-hmm. like they did a great thing with Firefly coincidentally a lot of these shows are just waiting Mm. Um, uh, but Buffy was great. Uh, Joss, yeah. Uh, Allison and Buffy, the with the witch. Oh, I'd, I'd never seen. Was Buffy. also she. She's uh, Lily from How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Uh, she was great. The first le- like really, it was a big deal because it was like the first lesbian couple that was like into the mainstream. Okay. Uh, and then Cena, the Warrior Princess. Oh yeah, Cena. Uh, <laughs> fucking Cena. Uh, that was a, that was a lot of those type of TV shows that came out. Yeah. Uh, after 2000s, where it was just like strong woman, strong woman. The L World, the L L Word. Oh, L Word, yeah. The Fucking love that show. Mm. Show was great. I haven't seen that. Shane is fantastic in that show. Okay. And Jenny's insane, but they're all strong women. Yeah. They're just neurotic. Hmm. 
<laughs> and then uh what is the l word is it love uh, it's it's lesbians that's the play on the oh. word it's like a group of six lesbians that are together okay and then shit happens for like six seasons hmm. and one of them dies at one point like two of them die sheesh <laughs> and like the fifth it's weird it's a weird show i love it i watched like five seasons of it okay uh the l word uh i'm like angel also had a pretty good female cast okay uh, that's because it was based off buffy mm. so like television's doing a great job yeah we have jessica jones i was wondering when you're gonna get to that yeah jessica <laughs> jones yeah. jesus oh, yeah. love jessica jones we had uh what is it we have recently we have broad city yes we have uh, lena dunham which mm. she's kind of a jerk but she still counts yeah uh we have amy schumer which mm. i don't like but she also counts yep uh, so like television's <laughs> doing a great job <laughs> did you hear that Amy Schumer you count <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like her I'm sorry she like really annoys me yeah. every time I hear her talk I get like ah shut up Amy yeah, I feel you. but uh, you're a woman so like, good on you but fuck you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like television I feel like has gotten further than film in the terms of like strong female leads mm-hmm. um, why I don't really fucking know uh, but it, uh, I think it's it's really great. That's where a lot of my female role models come from. I um I was watching a show that I typically don't watch because it makes me jittery. Like that, that feeling that you mm-hmm. talked about with um with watching Louis, like mm-hmm. that odd, weird feeling, nervous type of feeling. Yeah. There's a show called At Midnight, uh, hosted by Chris Hardwick, and basically he'll just give you a topic and then you have to say something funny about okay. the picture or whatever. But it's like off the top of your head, and it hurts me to watch because I'm putting myself in those people's positions that yeah. are being you know put on the spot, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and a lot of the time they can't think of anything that's funny, you know. It's I mean, hard, or, man. Yeah. And um, last night the point I'm getting to, yeah. but um, there's a podcast called uh, Jackie Cation and Laurie Kill Martin, the Jackie and Laurie Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's two uh, two female female comics. They're really really funny, and I never really. I'd never seen their faces before and um and Lori Kilmartin was on the um she was on the show last night and and I was watching it and she was telling terrible jokes it was bad and it was like and I, I wanted her to win because she was the only person on the panel I really knew besides right. Doug Benson and, and I wanted her to win but she kept saying bad things so it's like after you say something then Chris Hargill like points points yeah. points and after she would say something and chris harker wouldn't give her a point because it was bad and i was like yes this is the equality that i'm talking about <laughs> and then and then at, at the end of the show yeah. it was like oh i'm sorry you have the least amount of points you have to go ahead and go and then they made her leave and then i was like yes not just because you're a woman we're not gonna treat you you know that much you know what i'm saying we're not gonna equality is what i'm talking about right like this woman if you're funnier than everybody then kick the guys off the show yeah. but like that's the kind of quality i'm talking about just like you weren't funny i love you i listen to your podcast <laughs> Week. you weren't funny you weren't <laughs> funny so you had to go if you were funny you stayed that's how i feel about amy schumer it's <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. how i feel yeah, about her yeah it's just uh and then just to finish off my list real quick mm-hmm. the babadook and film oh yeah, yeah, one. yeah yeah uh dana scully from the x files mm-hmm. uh cora and asami from the uh, the last airbender oh okay okay but yeah. it was like from the new one yeah it was uh the, the most recent one orphan black i like that uh orange is a new black Mm. Uh, Clark from the 100 and Lexa from the 100 incidentally also another lesbian couple in television uh, Olivia Dunham from Fringe great fucking show mm. uh, Sarah Connor from Terminator Sarah Connor uh, <laughs> and then Abby Mills I think from Downtown Abbey I mm. think that's her, Downtown Abbey, her character right. so like I have like four films in there yeah. there's like 16 examples of like solid female leads that I can think of yeah. uh, with the help of Louise that are f- 
I'm Jesus. Do you and, do that to her often? Uh, no, I don't. You got to do that because I'm often. not an asshole. You have to be more <laughs> of an asshole. <laughs> I call her LC Pills. LC Pills. Yeah, All right. that's her rapper name. Don't like that. I she does not approve. What's, what's good in the streets? LC Pills. Yeah. Throwing that shout out to you one one time. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 get, 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 get. LC Pills. I fucks with you. You got credibility in the hood now. Your hood pass is fully intact. You got it. Fully intact. I got to mm-hmm. cut. We're like 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. We're, we're over. You're way yeah. over. So we're going <laughs> to shout out LC Pills. Uh, good? Shout out to you, Louise. Bah, bah, LC bah, bah, Pills. Bah, 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 bah. She starts a song by like popping pills. <laughs> anyway, fuck. Uh, <laughs> we're going to cut and then we're going to come back to the television and movie premieres uh, for next week. And we'll try to get through that quickly because 50 fucking minutes, Jesus Christ. Yes. All right, so we'll be right back, guys. And welcome back. We're at television and movie premieres. Yeah. Uh, this week in uh, television premieres uh, starting from Tuesday, January the 10th uh, through Monday, January the 16th. Uh, first show was a show called Being Mary Jane. Don't um, know it. It's, it's a show on uh, BET. It's starring uh, Gabrielle Union, mm-hmm. a very attractive black lady. Um, her acting skills might be... Okay. Uh, she's she's been in a number of movies. Um, nothing big blockbuster. Uh, but being being Mary Jane, I mean, I support her. She's married to uh Dwayne Wade, famous basketball player, plays for Chicago Bulls now. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, check that out. Uh, Tuesday, January the tenth, being Mary Jane on BET, nine p.m. Uh, the next show is gonna be on the same day, Tuesday, January tenth. It's called Taboo. Okay, I feel like I've heard that. Uh, Taboo is um, it's Tom Hardy stars as a revenge-seeking adventurer in this eight-episode conspiracy thriller. Okay. All right. It's uh, taking place in the early 1800s. I like that the lines between film and telly are blurring. Yes. Got, dude, that dude was a Mad Max. Yeah. He's in telly now. <laughs> I mean, he was on uh, Peaky Blonders. Yeah, that too. Yeah, hell yeah. So, I mean, that's love that shit. Um, uh, Wednesday, well... Just one more thing. Uh, Taboo, like I said, that's a drama. It's going to be on FX at 10 p.m. Okay. So check that out. FX, FX 10 p.m. Uh, next thing is going to be Wednesday, January the 11th. A Full Frontal with Samantha B. Okay. That's I haven't it. seen her yet. She's funny. She, she, is cool. a, she is a funny lady. I, I like her a lot. Um, and that's going to be on uh, TBS at 1030, uh, 10.30 p.m. It says the series moves to Wednesday nights for a second season. So that'll be Wednesday, January the 11th. Uh, next show is a show that I was very fond of early on, but haven't seen it in like two or three seasons, but I guess it's still doing well. Uh, it's on Wednesday, January the 11th. It's Workaholics. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen yeah. Workaholics in a yeah, while. It's been a while. Uh, but the, uh, one of the guys is doing very well. Um, a driver, Adam. Uh, not Driver. Not Adam Driver. Um, he sounds like the guy from Maroon 5. Um, Adam Devine. Adam, Adam Devine. Devine yeah. yeah. Or is it Devine? Yeah, that guy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, Adam's doing very well. He was well in with Sucker from in a movie recently, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, he, he's been in a number of movies. Yeah, yeah. The um, Mike and Dave got a wedding Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. He, he's been in a number of movies, so he's branching out from that. The uh, the guy that plays Durs, mm-hmm. Anders or whatever, he the tall guy, not the guy with the hair, the red hair. Right. He's branching out. He was in a movie with Chris Rock called Top Five okay. and a few other movies, so... Um, Maybe he'll he'll find some success after this show ultimately dies. Cool. But <laughs> this is uh, before it does. <laughs> um, this you can still catch it on Wednesday, at January the 11th, on um, Comedy Central at 10 p.m. Cool. You know, <laughs> after this show ultimately does. Uh, I mean, they all do everything. Everybody. Everything yeah. does. You know. Uh, the next thing is going to be on Thursday. You said, but you said it like it was going to be immediate. I mean, like, when the show ultimately dies in like a year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this season, <laughs> we don't know. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the next show is going to be uh, Thursday, January the 12th. It's Karaoke Showdown. Uh, 
Okay. Karaoke. Is that a new thing? That's uh, a new thing. It will. I guess it's not though. What's the, what's the guy? James Who, Gordon. James Gordon. Yeah, yeah, he does that thing, doesn't he? He does a car karaoke. Yeah. With stars. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's similar. It's like comedians and cars getting coffee with musicians and singing. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> do, do they sing any song they want to in the uh, car with the James Gordon thing? Yeah. Okay. It's whatever they find. Sometimes they sing one of their, like, they, they usually end with the song from the person. Do Are, are they singing, like, um, over the radio, or are they singing, like, song? Over the radio. It, oh, see, no, I'm, I'm hoping the karaoke, uh, karaoke showdown mm-hmm. is they're only playing, like, the instrumental background music and not the actual song. Right. You know, like, I want to hear the people singing. Yeah, no, no. James Gordon is kind of like just like, oh, let's just have fun running around yeah, the city, so yeah. they don't go. Alrighty, um, yeah. So, there uh, but, we go. Yeah, James James Gordon. <laughs> like, I, I I like the show, but um, I really enjoy competition. Yeah, you know, I, I like when there's like, okay, now it's like, nope, we're not all gonna be friends. We're not all gonna hold hands and smile together. We're not here for fun. I'm here <laughs> to destroy you. With a song. <laughs> I'm going to ruin your goddamn life with Lady Gaga. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, but, I just, but if you're wondering why there was like a weird cut, mm-hmm. I have twitchy fingers because I have mild anxiety. I'm just an anxious person. And Asperger's. Apparently. Uh, I, yeah, apparently Asperger's. <laughs> Yeah. So I just can't control my hands, and I stopped the recording like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this karaoke showdown. If it's done the right way, it's gonna be on Spike TV. Is it kind of like lip sync battle then? No. See, that's the thing. That's what yeah. I'm hoping against. Like, I don't like that. I, I have because because you can't lose a mm-hmm. lip sync battle. Like, it's more about the energy and not the singing right. well it's not about singing at all like you don't you don't have to be you know what you know what it makes me think about it's mm-hmm. like if i'm because i'm a decent like i had to do a lot of training for singing mm-hmm. so it's like it makes me think about somebody that um takes a lot of time to become an artist mm-hmm. and then another person is standing right beside you with a template and a stencil and a paper mm-hmm. and tracing it and then comparing it and saying this is the same right <laughs> you know it's like what you're doing nothing over there like <laughs> it's like wow so you're getting points for moving your mouth while the another person says the words yeah like we destroyed millie vanilli for this this is a um a boy group from the early 90s I know millie vanilli. you know millie vanilli uh, yeah i don't i don't listen to them but i <laughs> no, know no, millie vanilli, no, like, no, millie vanilli. <laughs> but no like we we destroyed them in the early 90s and they can't even show their faces again because yeah. we found out they were lip syncing because it doesn't take talent to do so right. i mean but i mean it's i guess it's an entertaining show but whatever but um, i'm hoping this karaoke show is more intense <laughs> you know cool. it's uh craig robinson hosts a new music themed game show that takes place in a vehicle craig rob Robinson? Robinson, the, uh, the... Oh, the guy from Hot Tub Time Machine. Yes, guy from the okay. office, Hot Tub, yeah. They yeah. said Craig Ferguson. That I got excited. That I would got be, really excited. Yeah. yeah. I've been waiting for Craig Robinson to show his musical prowess, you know, out in a television show. He can sing, right? Hell yeah. Sing and right. play the piano. Oh, wow. He, um... Well, oh, damn. He he has he has a he has a few songs I've talked about before that that song uh suck on my dick while I fuck that ass hey I suck on my dick uh, while I fuck that ass hey and he, he also has the um <laughs> I mean he he has a number of songs yeah. that, that are very very <laughs> good and, and now Craig Robinson I love you man and, and and this is the thing now a listener has to question everything that I've said before now about something being very very good when I just qualified the song suck my dick while I fuck that ass is very very good <laughs> so <laughs> I mean one of my favorite songs of all time is called FYI I wanna F your A <laughs> by Ninja Sex Party so maybe <laughs> 
Oh man, but yeah, that's. A, I feel like there's a listening going like, "Go fuck yourself." Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's Craig Robinson. Oh, that's it. Um, and it's almost certainly not a ripoff of George <laughs> Cor- uh, James Corden's Carpool Karaoke. <laughs> that's what they say. On within, the within it, it says it's almost certainly not a ripoff of James Corden's Carpool Karaoke. Nothing, <laughs> not alike at all. I, you know why I love that joke? <laughs> yeah. Craig Robinson, or the Mark team behind Craig Robinson, went like, how can we make fun of this as this totally came out of like James Gordon thing yeah. without being legally damaging? <laughs> and a lawyer came in and just approved like five things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like completely different. This is a different thing. <laughs> uh, wow. What that, else? That might be it, unfortunately. For television? Yeah. Like, this is a bad week. Like, yeah. hold your breath and hope to die. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, this isn't the week. I mean, there, there's a few things that you might be interested in, maybe. I know that uh, Khloe Kardashian has a new show coming out. You oh, really? Like I think I might be interested in that? Yeah, yeah. I think, called- I, I think I'm going to go watch it with a fucking bleach mimosa right next to me. <laughs> yes. Just sit there and just drink like a nice, warm... Mm-hmm. Fluid of bleach yes. with a sugar keep on top of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe some orange juice mm-hmm. to wash away the taste. Yes. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going to promote like what time and what channel that show comes on or the name of it. So Don't worry about uh, it. That, that show that is happening, though. I got them quotations, man. Uh, this the week, bane of my existence. <laughs> this week in, uh, in movies, uh, do we have anything good this <laughs> time? We had a uh, hidden figures come out last week. No, last, last week, week yeah. yeah. Uh, this this week, um, the first thing is uh, the Book of Love. It's uh, PG thirteen, one hundred and six minute runtime. It's listed as a drama. Uh, it's the director Bill Purple, and it's starring Jessica Bill, um, wife of Justin Timberlake. I don't. That doesn't help me. Shoot. Yeah, it, I'll, it's, it's I'll difficult. The, I've seen her face before. The only notable thing she's been in is a show called Seventh Heaven from okay. the very early two thousands. But she's freaking hot. Like. Okay. Jessica Bill. I mean, it's like she's been out of the the spotlight for since Jessica Bill locked that down. I mean, since uh, Justin Timberlake locked that down. But yes, man, like she's in the running. There's a picture of her with no shirt on and like some boy shorts mm-hmm. sitting inside of a sink. Yeah. And ooh, okay, I'll, I'll I'll send you that picture, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Right. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the book of love. The uh, rundown is uh, Henry is an introverted architect. After the death of his wife in a car accident, he sets out to help Millie, a homeless teen, and build a raft to sail across the Atlantic. All right, all right. Uh, that's the book of love. Uh, PG thirteen hundred. What do you do runtime. when you're helping out a homeless teen? Yeah, you build rafts and sail across the yeah. world. Uh, the next thing is uh, is the comedian. It's rated R, a hundred and nineteen minute runtime, and it's a comedy. That's uh, I know that I know that movie too. It has a forty six out of a one hundred meta score. Yep. Uh, the rundown is, is a look at the life of an aging insult comic. Uh, director Taylor Hackford, and it stars Robert De Niro, Danny DeVito, Leslie Mann, and Cloris Leachman. Who's the comedian? Is that a, based on a comedian, like a specific comedian? I don't know who is. Uh, I don't know if that is being specific, okay. but uh, Robert De Niro is playing the character, the the okay, insult cool. comic. Nice. Uh, but the, the reviews for it aren't that great. 46 out of 100. But keep in mind... Um, comedies, comedies do get, get judged harsher. They get judged a lot harsher. And how can you not like Robert De Niro and Danny DeVito? Yeah, that sounds like, yeah. A, that sounds like a pretty good hit. Yeah, like how do you not like that? Uh, next thing is a Live by the Night. It's rated R, 128-minute runtime, a crime drama, 51 out of 100 meta score. It's uh, directed by Ben Affleck, starring Ben Affleck. And uh, also Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning, I'm telling you. Elle Fanning. She's I, I'm going to look at her face. She's uh, Dakota Fanning's uh, little sister, though, but much more talented than Dakota Fanning. Like, <laughs> supremely. 
Damn. Supremely. Um, but um, it's, it's a, a story set in the Prohibition era and centered around a group of individuals oh, okay. and their dealings in the world of organized crime. Uh, that's Live by the Night. Um, the reviews for it aren't that great, but it's directed and starring Ben Affleck. So if you're a big Ben Affleck fan, this might still be your movie. You hear that, Daniela? It's a movie for Ben Affleck for you. Ben Affleck. <laughs> Uh, the next thing is, let's see here. The Baba Man is a PG-13, 96-minute runtime. Horror? It's a horror thriller. Um, I don't recognize any of the people in this. The director is Stacy uh, Title, I guess. Okay. Uh, Stacy Title. Um, three friends stumble upon the horrific origins of the Bye Bye Man, a mysterious figure they discover is the root cause of evil behind man's un- most unspeakable acts. Okay. So he's like, like a devil or Satan or yeah, yeah. it's gonna be kind of like the crooked man, yeah. slender man type thing. I'm good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next next thing is gonna be a uh, monster trucks, and this is the last one we have for the week. Monster trucks. It's um, a PG movie. It's a 104 minute runtime, an animated movie. Meta score for this is 37 out of 100. No, that's good. So you can go to save your money on that. Um, I don't recognize any of the stars What's or the director. Um, the rundown is looking for any way to get away from the life and town he was born into. A high school senior builds a monster truck from bits and pieces of scrapped cars. After an accident at a nearby oil drilling site, it displaces a strange and subterranean creature with a taste and a talent for speed. Trip may have just found his key, found the key to getting out of town and a most unlikely friend. That sounds great in the most horrible way yes yes i agree i was like yeah. i didn't want to see this at first but i didn't know that it was they were gonna make it so bad yeah like now i'm kind of interested <laughs> now i'm kind of interested like a guy builds it's a, a very muscle. niche market <laughs> yeah. when a movie sounds so bad that you pay to go see it, it's yeah. a very niche market but there i think they got it have, have you heard of a movie called trolls 2 yeah okay oh my god <laughs> They're going to eat her, and then they're going to eat me. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's some bad stuff. So hopefully Monster Trucks can uh, can live up to Trolls 2. I mean, that's that's difficult to do, but... <laughs> I love that movie. Yes, man. <laughs> that's, that's all for television and movies this week. <laughs> I just like that, like, that is such an incompetent shot. Yes. Like, everything about that shot is awful. It's so bad. It was There's, so like, bad. one other shot where some dude's, like, supposed to be scared, and he's just shaking his head back and forth. <laughs> and he's got, like, this weird, like, super curly Jufro thing happening yeah. that just falls over his face. Yes. And it just jiggles on camera. Back and forth. And it looks awful, and he's just kind of like, ah! <laughs> and it makes me laugh every time. Yes. This comedic gold. <laughs> it is gold. Love it. Oh, fuck. Yes, man. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you guys for watching, listening yeah. to this episode. Uh, I'm gonna. Do you know the spiel? We mm-hmm. we're on Twitter at underscore FFS podcast. We're on iTunes, uh, the I Google Play Music app yep. under podcast. Are we on it. Uh, Stitcher yes. and SoundCloud, all mm-hmm. under for film's sake. Yeah, you, <laughs> you can find us there. Yeah, oh yeah. And then talk to us, review us, mm-hmm. say shit, even if it's bad shit. Yeah, just, just say, say it. it. Say it. And uh, have a conversation with us. Uh, we are in episode 50. 50. It's insane. Two more episodes and we hit the official year yes. from when we started. And uh, let's do that. Yeah, let's keep, let's keep it going. Hell's fucking yes. Thank and you guys for watching. Yeah. In here. <laughs> what now? Drop That's... the pin on that. You can't drop the microphone because it's a little too Yes, pricey. it's attached. Yeah. So I had to drop something. You know? <laughs> 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 so... 
<laughs> so I had to drop something. So it's like, oh, I'll drop this pin, you know. <laughs> Sorry to turn into a fucking audience member on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. <laughs> episode 50. We're 50 episodes in. 50 episodes. And what, what we were just saying, like 50 episodes, we might have like 60 hours of content. Yeah. So, I mean, you could binge this in three days if you really, really wanted you to. You could. I, I, I think you would hate us by the time it's done. And, and yourself. And yourself. <laughs> yes. Because when you're sitting there in your underwear with ice cream on you, then you realize what you've done. Yeah. So, there you go. Anyway. <laughs> Episode's over. That's it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be, we'll be back later. Yeah.